are listening to a series of unfortunate sequels where we explore the highs and the lows of cinema's most enduring franchises. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. And today we are talking about the Naked Gun series, or IMDb's rather highest rated movie in the Naked Gun series, which is Naked Gun. Naked Gun. It actually has a pretty long subtitle. It does. Do you remember it? No, like from the files of the police force, I think it is. It doesn't really add much to me, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> um, so this movie came out in 1988, year I was born, um, and it has a 7.6 rating on IMDb. John is looking up that subtitle. I can see it now. I'll have an answer for you in just a moment, folks. <laughs> oh, damn, look at me. Did you get it? Damn close. Oh. From the files of Police Squad. I don't get the subtitle. It doesn't, like, add anything to me. You know? I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) Um, So what was your experience with the Naked Gun franchise? There's three of them, yes? Kind of came out close together? Yes, there are three of them. Mm -hmm. It's, like, Naked Gun 1, this one, Naked Gun 2 and a half, and then Naked Gun uh, 33 and one third. Sure. And have you seen all of them? I've for sure seen two. I don't know for sure that I've seen three, though. Okay. That'll be, well, you will. (laughs) Um, I had never seen any Naked Gun movie, which was actually kind of surprising to me. I've seen clips of them because I remember I used to work at a grocery store, like, back when I was a while ago. Well, I've worked at a lot of them. But anyway, (laughs) it was uh, after high school. And for a little while there, the break room just kept playing Naked Gun over and over (laughs) again. Like, someone put the DVD in. So I've seen, like, bits of it, but not very much. But I do know it came out as, like, one of those string of, like, satirical films that was coming out in, like, the 70s and 80s. I've seen Airplane, and I know these were big. I I don't think I've seen anything else, though. History of the World, part one. Well, Mel Brooks, yeah. Was yeah. I, I, would put, I would put, like, you know, this in the same vein as, that's like, true. Mel Brooks and Leslie Nielsen are, are kindred spirits. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, like, that. this type of satire was really big then. All right, so this movie uh, begins in somewhere that we didn't write down, and I already forgot. Beirut. Beirut. It's not really important. All it, that, that you need to know is that a bunch of, like, quote, foreigners are like sitting around a table talking about how they need to like do some kind of terrorist act to make america look bad it's all like obviously this is like a joke like it's a parody of you know these types of terrorist yeah (laughs) in like these kind of action movies that were done then um yeah they want to show that america is weak and leslie nielsen shows up and beats them all up yeah, he does. <laughs> in, America. In a very weird fight scene, which they all kind of are in this, I guess. Uh, your your classic parody movie fight scenes. Yeah, a lot of um, Wilhelm screams, I imagine. Yeah, well, a lot of Wilhelm screams, <laughs> a lot of uh, uh, real wacky sound effects. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Flipping in weird ways. and Yeah, this is, this is classic... Uh, <laughs> um, I feel like this doesn't get used a whole lot outside of parodies, or at least not as obviously, but the classic thing where the stunt person will flip and then they'll flip behind something and Mm. then Leslie Nielsen will pop out. That happens a lot. It's funny (laughs) every time. Was it? Every time. (laughs) Uh, So after that, we get a pretty long credit scene that's from the point of view of like a police car that's driving through buildings and stuff. It was pretty funny, honestly. I'm going to be honest. 
<laughs> it did make me miss these like long ass opening credit scenes that were in the the movies in the 80s remember when they animated them did yeah, we talk about so that already? i don't think we because i don't think we've watched one that had an animated opening yet no those were great uh so then we get to oj simpson who's in this movie um it was 1988 y'all it was <laughs> it was a different time uh, oj simpson was different in, in this movie <laughs> he was in this movie um, and he's doing cop stuff and listening in on a boat and overhears uh, information about a heroin deal. Uh, he bursts in kind of, it's, this is another gag that made me laugh. <laughs> he tries to kick the door down and his foot gets stuck, which leaves all of the bad guys to get ready to like, they all load their guns and like get in position. Anyway. Uh, uh, not being able to kick doors in a recurring gag in this too is it they used I, it a, a few times oh that one in, was in like different well. ways yeah. uh anyway he goes in and a big important old looking dude comes out and orders him to be shot so he gets shot like six times takes forever to fall he crashes into a wedding cake that is on this boat for some reason in a heroin deal. Stumbles into a bear trap. Oh, yeah. Leans up against a wet paint door accidentally. <laughs> and then falls off the boat. And falls off the boat. Uh, so the next day, uh, Frank, who's Leslie Nielsen, he's Frank now, he comes home and finds out that his, les- le- uh, his wife has left him um, in Weird Al is here. I will watch any movie with Weird Al no matter how briefly he is in it. I mean, this setting up a joke that everyone is cheering when the plane lands, like, we think it's for Frank, and then they're like, oh, no, they're all here for Weird Al. And then Weird Al is there and, like, waves. Was this, like, peak Weird peak Al Peak of Weird Al popularity, oh, probably. I always, like, thought that was the 90s, but I think that's because that's when, like, I knew about Weird Al, you know, because I was a- an infant in the <laughs> 80s. But, uh, so we also find out that um, nordberg okay that's his name that's oj simpson's character's name we also find out that nordberg is alive which john and i had just made the joke of like i was like is oj simpson still in this movie or can i not have to look at oj simpson anymore and they were both like this would be the movie that he would be yeah. alive in. if he was gonna survive that in any movie it would be this one yeah and it's also said in the car at this point like oh do, you know is he gonna survive I'm like well There's a 50-50 chance of living, but there's only a 10% chance of that, which is a classic uh, origin of Sex Panther joke, I guess. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I don't know if that's... They probably were inspired by this First place I heard it. But (laughs) that was pretty funny. There's a lot of, like, goofy quotes like that. There's a lot of things that, like... I'm sure this wasn't technically the origin, but for me, it will be the origin... For a lot of these classic uh, parody goofs. Well, yeah. I mean, these types of movies did inspire that kind of... I mean, I don't know. <laughs> the way art and entertainment develops, it, it all develops from the same... I, I, I don't know what I'm saying. I've had a lot of coffee. <laughs> um, so Frank goes art, to visit... Man. <laughs> I'm just saying. Magnets. <laughs> How do they work? I'm just saying. Like, they evolve from the same place. Shut up. Uh, do you want to take over? <laughs> but you're doing great. Yeah, sure. Uh, so Frank goes to the hospital to talk to Norberg. We, we, like, found out he was on life support, but he's immediately awake. Sure. Um, and asks who did this. And then there's, like, you know, some classic not being able to. That was my phone. Sorry. Fucking Sarah. I don't want to play League right now. I do, but, shortly. but I, yeah, we're done here. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, uh, there's like a typical, you know, miscommunication jokes of, of trying to tell him the name of the ship and 
etc. Yeah. Uh, but he can't quite convey how he got shot. Conveniently, Nord, I call him Nord the whole time, Nord's wife Nord is dog. there. <laughs> Nord's wife is there and has found a picture of the ship that um, Nord was on when he got shot. Um, we also find out uh, shortly after this that the Queen is visiting, the Queen of England, and um, the police are going to have to provide security. So there's not going to be much help to find out who shot Nord and mm. why. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, so Frank and the other cop. I never got the other cop's name. What was his cop friend's name? Oh, God. Um, Can we call him the other cop the whole time? Let's see. So he was Nord. He was Drebin. And the other one was... Can we call him um, Norbin? Let's call him Norbin. I'm going to call nice him the little combination cop. of the two. Norbin? Okay. God, that's going to be confusing. I can't okay. do it. So Frank and his cop friend <laughs> investigate the harbor where Nord was shot. Uh, he questions a guy on the docks who says that Nord was a dirty cop and was pushing heroin. Uh, he tells him that uh, he can question the man who told him that if he if Frank doesn't believe him. Uh, so Frank, Frank goes to Gizzy. Oh, my God. I, like, cannot fucking talk tonight. Words are tough. I get it. I think it really was the coffee. <laughs> uh, so Frank goes to see that guy. His name is Ludwig. I still don't know. Like, was he just a millionaire? Like, a rich guy? In yeah, the I think city? he just owned the shipping company. And he was, like, you know, one of those, like, established uh... people because he was rich. Also, the, there's a real fun questioning gag here, which which I see gifs of a lot. But I don't think I've seen gifs of it. Uh, it was pretty funny. You know, where the, the guy on the dock refuses to talk, so Frank slips him some 20s, and then he talks a little bit, and then he's like, why do you want to know anyway? And Frank's <laughs> like, well, I don't know. <laughs> it's going to cost you. And, and then he gives the money back to try and... It's, it's fun. It's a good it's bit. It's a good bit. <laughs> the, the movie's full of a lot of, like, kind of dumb humor that way but dumb in like a kind of charming funny way you know yeah. it's good it's good stuff i will say it was very difficult to take notes while watching this movie because there are so many visual gags yeah anytime it's... you write a note it's like oh shit i just missed like seven jokes <laughs> <laughs> yeah which like slapstick humor is not my favorite so i like i like some visual gags like i like visual gags that are done with camera work and stuff like that um and then there's another one later where <laughs> They, like, go through a room, but Frank just walks in front of the set instead of going through the door. Like, that's a really funny visual gag to me. Um, but anyway, yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that going on. And a lot of slapstick, which didn't make me laugh as much, but that's okay. I understand. Some yeah. people like it. You know, you put a little bit of something in for everyone, and there's something <laughs> for everyone to enjoy. <laughs> anyway, um, Frank is visiting Lud uh, Ludwig, this rich guy, um, and he was the man on the boat who ordered his boys to shoot Nord in the first place. Uh, he's super creepy and <laughs> likes fish just way too much. Yeah, and... You get another, so like, I feel like misunderstanding is, is of, of all comedians, I think like a Leslie Nielsen staple, like yes. it's kind of where like the origin of like, <laughs> I am serious and don't call me Shirley. Yeah. I mean, that's from airplane. Airplane is full of jokes like that. But this, this encounter opens with one of those two where he opens a little box of cigars and it's like Cuban it says, oh no, Dutch Irish. <laughs> <laughs> you liked that one, huh? Uh, so ludwig is very surprised to hear that nord is alive um and shortly after that ha a, has a woman come in i don't know her name is jane she's an important part i don't know who she was i think she just worked for ludwig yeah, but i don't I know what she was she like she his did. personal assistant okay because he also had a secretary who was showed later but anyway 
Uh, she comes and she's very, very attractive and about half of Frank's age. So obviously she's going to be his love interest, which this movie was made in 1988. It is 31 years old and they still do this in action movies. And this is a comedy. So like fine, but still. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the whole thing is like they because they were doing this in, I mean, 88, like they were doing this in a lot of like James Bond type things at the they time. They still already. do this in James well, Bond yeah. movies. Yeah. But uh yeah, I think this was this was an interesting take. I'm like, oh, what? I mean, James Bond was already, even though he was younger than Frank Drebin, he was already older than all the the ladies that he was with. So it was just kind of like a, well, what if we made him like three times as old and we just left her the same age? <laughs> I guess. I mean, that might be the joke, but also like, but it still happens, <laughs> like unironically. Yeah, like it's it's not. I don't know. It's not a joke at the same time. Um, I'm trying to think of how you could have joked about that in a way that's not like completely skeevy because you can't young her down too much because then it's like nasty. Anyway, Jane uh, brings Frank some records that he asked for. I think like ships that had come into dock the night that uh, Nord was hurt. There's a lot of innuendo here. <laughs> so much innuendo. Also, I like the internal monologue. They have like a film noir type internal oh, monologue yeah, going yeah. on uh, for Frank, like kind of the entire time. Uh, and you get some good lines through there. And I know as he as he saw her, I wrote, let's see. Did you write him down? Well, one of, one of the ones, she had a set of legs you'd want to suck on for days. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely like making fun of like the creepy objectification. <laughs> Which is great. Um, so when Frank leaves, Ludwig asks Jane to get to know Frank better and is just like extra super creepy and like utilizing like his power up. over her and stuff like that. I still don't really know what his play was there and like why. He... There's a lot of that of like this doesn't make sense for the story, but there's also barely a story. So like. I think so. That that one I that one I followed. That one was he didn't know how much Frank Castle already knew. So Frank he... Castle? Frank Castle. Yep. <laughs> Frank <laughs> <laughs> what do you think we Different. were watching <laughs> what movie did you this see one, this wasn't the netflix punisher <laughs> my bad <laughs> uh so drebin i don't think he knew how much frank drebin knew about his involvement sure so he was like oh get close to him find out everything he knows and then report back to me because, you know. I guess. But it's like clear Jane's not evil and like he's acting super evil. Uh, but anyway, uh, Frank goes to some police lab and we get a pretty typical spy gear scene. Did they actually show like the button that he uses at the end that like tranquilizes people? Yes. Oh, they did. Because they I used think, it on his partner. That's right. Okay. Because that comes in. Obviously, like one of the spy gear has to like come into play later, of course. <laughs> Um, the lab guy also had tested something Nord had on him. What was it? What were they testing? Uh, they had like his, a they had like uh, some of his clothes. Yeah, they okay. had like fibers from his clothes. Sure, and they find heroin there. Um, Frank is given twenty four hours to clear Nord's name because it's looking a little suspicious. <laughs> um, Ludwig gets a visit, meanwhile, from some evil guy named Papschmier. <laughs> Mister Papschmier. <laughs> there's a lot that reminds me of austin powers because i think austin powers definitely takes a lot of its like um comedic style from these movies especially because what we we actually skipped past one of the earlier scenes but they do have one of the classic long pee jokes oh i'm surprised you didn't bring that up (laughs) yeah uh 
Yeah, I I don't know who the first person to put a long pee joke in a movie was, but I appreciate you. <laughs> they can oh. be funny, I guess. There was a yeah. lot of farts too. John fucking loves a fart joke. Let me tell you. Hey, a good fart joke never gets old. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> Everyone loves them. No one's above a fart joke. <laughs> Getting really passionate about this. That's the that's the that's going to be the description of this. No one's this above episode. a fart joke. No one's above a fart joke. Uh, so Ludwig, Ludwig shows uh, Pap Schmier his secretary is wearing some kind of watch, and Ludwig uses it c- to control her with hypnosis. Uh, and they want to use this to kill the queen when she visits. At the hospital, Ludwig has used the hypnosis to control. A doctor to finish off Nord before he can wake up and tell the cops anything. Frank, though, is there and interrupts uh, the assassination attempt and then chases the doctor, which results in the doctor blowing up like three times. Classic rule of threes. I will say I kind of enjoyed this car chase scene and I never enjoy car chase scenes, but he has to jump in a car to chase down the doctor and jumps in in like a a teenage girl like taking like a driving test and like the the teacher isn't phased at all he's just like directing her on how to chase this guy down and it's very good (laughs) now extend your arm out the window (laughs) now extend your middle finger good (laughs) (laughs) and she was great i don't think she had a single line but her facial expressions were perfect like she was very good whoever you are if you're out there listening to this phenomenal job i think you were my favorite character in this movie which might say a lot about the characters in the movie but (laughs) great performance unnamed driving teenager yeah yeah teenager clearly not a teenager (laughs) Uh, so frank gets home to find jane cooking in his kitchen wearing one of his shirts and nothing else uh there's a lot more innuendo a lot more this is actually another one of the down door uh, oh. kicks it open but then it just swings right back and oh, hits him in the and face, hits him in the face. That was pretty no funny. one knows how to kick a door open no doors are tough <laughs> so they have dinner and frank brings up um a ship that had docked but wasn't on the records but she doesn't seem to know anything about it they bang with giant condoms on <laughs> they wear full this condom is, suits this is less of a funny visual gag to me <laughs> i was more confused <laughs> They, uh, you were out of the room for the beginning of it, too, so true. you actually, you you walked I in. At, <laughs> I went to go get they, pudding. They had some, they had some, some verbal setup for it. Oh, okay. I just, <laughs> so like, you I, just walked into them were, both wearing full condoms. They were having dinner. It looked like a condom commercial, uh, but they were having dinner. I walk out to get pudding. It took me 15 seconds, and I come back into the room, and they're wearing giant condoms and, like, kissing through the condoms, like, just mushing the anyway (laughs) there's then a really long love montage that we learned we just like took over like a few hours (laughs) um later frank breaks into ludwig's office because he was the only other person who knew nord was alive um so frank assumes he must have ordered the hit on uh nord uh he finds a letter offering money for the queen's death which is just like sitting there (laughs) Like, on the desk, like, I'll give you this money to kill the queen. Um, He burns it, though, by accident, of course, and then just burns the entire office and, like, destroys it. He escapes through a window and gropes a woman, which is probably one of my least favorite parts. I mean, female characters aren't treated well in the 80s in movies. I mean, the mayor's a woman in this, which is a big deal, and, like, a middle-aged woman. Uh, But, I mean, I didn't need the scene. Did you have anything to add on that one? It was a long bit of him trying to escape yeah he was he was at it for a while he like he held on to some uh 
some statue boobs and then that lady's boobs and then mm-hmm. he held on to some statue dong and, and then ripped uh, off the statue dong it's a very weak ripped statue. Off the statue dong yeah. and they crash into the woman's window holding the big dong statue <laughs> nothing like that you know that, that's the funniest <laughs> uh i mean statue dongs are pretty funny i mean the visual bit of him trying to climb up with the statue whatever anyway the next day he's in trouble with i guess the mayor i thought like she was the police chief or something they call her your honor the entire movie which i did not realize was like an honorific you gave a mayor no so like i assumed she was was a a judge judge the whole movie yeah and at some point and they kept talking about a mayor so i don't know why i wasn't wondering who them actually for a while i thought ludwig was the mayor it was not super clear (laughs) but anyway uh this i'm just gonna call her the mayor from now on um so she takes him off the duty of protecting uh the queen that night duty i knew as i was writing that <laughs> sentence i was trying to figure out how to phrase it and i was like she takes him off like what does she do and i was like i wrote the word duty and i was like john's gonna laugh at the word duty i knew it i, I know i do it with you sometimes it's i regret funny. nothing yes. uh, <laughs> you're not above a duty joke no it's above a duty joke <laughs> so frank goes home and jane visits uh, Frank tells her that he suspects Ludwig of criminal activity. She doesn't believe him and says that Ludwig wants to meet up with him that night. Uh, he goes and is obviously shot at, although that was also a pretty funny bit. <laughs> Ludwig wants me to tell you, and then he shoots his gun. And then he's like, I can't hear you. Don't shoot the gun at me while you're trying to talk. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, that's a good thing about these types of movies, too. Like, if you have a gag, like, every five seconds, you can have a lot of duds. Because a lot of them are still going to (laughs) land. Well, again, it's different types of humor for different types of people. Yeah. I mean, but they're not too far away from each other. You can't have, like, two vastly different kinds of jokes. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. They do it way better than, like, any movie that starts with the phrase, from three of the 17 writers of Scary Movie. The Scary (laughs) Movies I don't like. We were trying to think of other satire that we could talk about. Anyway, um, he chases the shooter down who falls into, I thought, toxic waste, but then later, was it toxic waste? It was, it was like meat refuse, oh, but, okay, but, but toxic then he accident, yeah. Okay, so it's like some kind of meat, gr- like, soupy goop, and then they accidentally knock toxic waste into it, and then he falls into it, and later at a baseball game, someone bites into it, and like, the guy's finger is there. I guess it's a, that was a very long joke for yeah, this kind that of was, movie. Yeah, that was a Norma- payoff. Yeah, they don't normally set up long jokes like that in movies like this. Uh, anyway, Frank goes to a fancy party where the queen is going to be and tells his cop friend that Ludwig will have the queen assassinated that night. Uh, his friend just believes him now immediately, even though he seemed a little suspicious before, but whatever. Uh, L- Ludwig, oh, go ahead. Did you, did you oh, I was going to say in the in the scene where he decided he didn't trust his lady friend. That's, was... Yeah, that was next, yeah. Oh, is this our, oh, I thought we were at the baseball game already. Sorry, proceed. No, my God, we have so much before the baseball game. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. My bad, my bad. <laughs> Uh, so Ludwig has invited Jane to this party, and Frank confronts Ludwig about everything, who just kind of tells him off. Uh, Frank also tells, uh, confronts Jane, because he thinks that she set him up, uh, you know, to be shot at by Ludwig. And it looked like they were on a date. I don't know, whatever. He has a long, like, rant about women. Where he says, cops and women don't mix. Like eating Drano. It'll clean you out, but it'll leave you hollow inside. Yeah, it was real deep. Think about it. (laughs) So the queen is introduced and Frank tackles her because he thinks Ludwig is about to shoot at her. uh, And he's then kicked off the force. 
Just think about it. Next time I shoot someone, I could get arrested. I died <laughs> that they put that in there. They also made a joke earlier that he had like shot and killed like five civilians and he was still just a cop. And I, I gotta say, I appreciated that. Hey, it was their fault for stabbing Julius Caesar in the park. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so Jane goes to the station and says that she overheard Ludwig and that he's going to have the queen assassinated by a baseball player at the baseball game that night. So the cops head to the game, and Jane has to go with Ludwig to avoid raising suspicion, because he invited her to the game. Um, Frank poses as the man singing the national anthem for some reason. It, like, he's no one's suspicious that he's there, but then he goes and sings the national anthem and then is chased by guards like he could have just been i think they wanted to do the bit of like the bit of him singing the national anthem was pretty funny because he didn't know all the words and like him butchering it was very good and but i think they could have done it in a way that made more sense like yeah like i think the goal was get him out there to sing the national anthem well well not of not of the not of the oh what that was for sure the goal okay i think the goal was for him to get out on the court so he could get a better look at all of the baseball players. Oh. Which is why he then, like, changed ideas and then went out as an umpire instead. It was yes. just, uh, I mean, a, a, it's a bad idea, but... <laughs> sure. I kind of get it, I guess. Uh, yeah, so it, eventually he does dress as an, ampi- an umpire. Umpire, Jesus. My dad would be so ashamed of me right now. And he starts the game. He uses his position as an umpire to search the players for weapons. We get a really long baseball montage. It was, oh God. It was like watching baseball. It was a very long baseball. It was, it was a, a surprisingly long... long. This is a 90 minute film. Not even. And this was a third of it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it wasn't quite that long. Uh, so the seventh inning stretch happens and Ludwig activates the baseball player. Uh, who pulls a gun out from under a base. Frank tackles him, which starts, like, a large riot between the players, and Ludwig uh, takes Jane hostage. And this... Re- <laughs> in, in both of these things, the large riot and him taking her hostage, it made me miss the incredibly liberal use of just clearly fake dummies in movies. Oh. <laughs> they used them very heavily. In the, in the brawl scene, there was, like, a big pile of people, and there were just, like, fake dummies being thrown left and oh. right. And then when he was taking her hostage and dragging her up the stairs, he had an obviously fake dummy that he was just whipping back and forth <laughs> through the crowd. I miss that. Use that more. It's a pretty funny visual bit. Uh, so Frank saves the queen and sees Jane is being taken. Jane kind of saves herself as Frank chases them up, like, the, I don't know what you call it, up in the stands, I guess. Uh, she, like, bites the uh, Ludwig and saves herself. And Frank knocks Ludwig off a building. But and then he's run over, like, three times and, like... Another classic rule of three. <laughs> and then a band, like, walk, the marching band walks over him. Which they... That... The marching band steps on, like, his little clicky device thing that controls the hypnotized people. Which activates Jane. <laughs> oh, no. Fuck Jane. Uh, she threatens Frank, who does a long love speech. And they get engaged. It, it was so long. But Frank was able to overpower the the mind control with the power of diamonds. Mm-hmm. And love after knowing each other for like 36 hours. Uh, so Frank gets promoted. Nord wakes up from his coma and then is immediately pushed down the stairs. The end. And I'm not even joking. That's like... It's a very abrupt... That's the very last thing that happens. You see him you get pushed down the stairs screaming. On him. Yeah. And then the credits roll. 
and that was Naked Gun. That was Naked Gun. Yeah. <laughs> um, how did this movie hold up for you? It held up surprisingly well, yeah. I think, for a movie from the 80s. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get into when you're watching a movie from the 80s here. There was a lot of stereotypical 80s stuff in there, but for the most part, I was I was pleased. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I laughed more than I expected to. Although I did like Airplane, but uh, there's some nostalgia attached to Airplane now. I think I would have loved this movie if I had seen it when I was like 19 years old, you know? <laughs> um, so seeing it as a an adult and like a different time was a little different but um i love satire when it's done well and there was some good i need like satire to be kind of in my face because i'm very stupid so (laughs) i don't like satire that's too subtle like i just can't i can't manage it um and And if there's one thing you can say about leslie nielsen it is that he is not subtle no it's not subtle at all it had very Get Smart vibes for me, which they remade that movie, or they did like a reboot of the movie with Steve Carell. Did you end up seeing that? I did not. Oh, I really loved that movie. I have it on DVD, and like I was reminded of it heavily. I remember like cracking up in the theater from that movie, which that was, um, the show was probably around this time as well. Yeah, that kind of satire was really popular then. I was trying to think of how satire's changed but i was gonna say i feel like honestly most modern satire that i can think of is like mockumentary satire it is and i love mockumentaries Mockumentaries are very good (laughs) yeah that's just yeah like good satire now seems to like be almost exclusively mockumentary Mm -hmm. at least that i can think of i'm sure there's other out there yeah we don't watch as many are coming to mind but i i really couldn't think of of all that much there's a lot of really bad satire out there, for sure. I couldn't even think of just in general. I mean, I know South Park satire, and I'm not really a fan um, of that type of satire. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't think of much else that's being done right now that's satirical. But I kind of miss that dumb humor a little bit. Uh, there's some fun gags in here, if you're ever interested. It's slightly problematic but not too bad for coming out 31 years ago that's just gonna happen when you watch an older movie um, like the only black character is in a coma the whole time <laughs> that's not true i guess his wife has a scene also the assassin what the, the baseball player oh the was end. he black yeah he didn't look i was like, couldn't tell anyway i mean not that that's better representation. <laughs> but... <laughs> I just hypnotized. <laughs> oh, man. Would you let our small child watch it? A small child? Probably not. No. Hmm. What is the age that you think would be appropriate to show to a child? I think this is a teen yeah. age movie. Like a 13 cutoff or like... Possibly. I think it depends on the kid. That's that's always the problem when you have like a, an age limit on movies. Like 13-year-olds can be really vastly different depending on the 13-year-old you talk to. So I think as long as my kid, I, I felt was old enough to understand like um, the time it was made <laughs> and certain jokes that are there. Uh, otherwise, it's not supremely violent uh the violence is pretty comical i would say like some cartoons are more violent than this uh like the power rangers is more violent than this so as far and violence like to me is what makes me really uncomfortable in movies so and like mistreatment of people when you don't have like the range to understand why it's wrong so i think that um 
as long as they were old enough to understand, you know, that this was made a long time ago, that I'd be fine with it. And I, you know, we don't give people enough credit for that sometimes <laughs> of being like, I can understand what year this movie was made and how it's different now. But yeah. How about you? How about you? Yeah, I think that's solid. I think like introduce it to them early and then like in like three to four years, you like reintroduce it and be like, now do you understand a few more of these jokes? They're pretty funny, right? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, the innuendo would go over a kid's head for sure. But they would love that pee scene. Oh, love yeah. The it. pee and fart scene, a kid would love that shit. Because John did, so. And I'm basically a kid, so. <laughs> no. <laughs> How would you rate Ooh. Naked Gun? Okay. I actually didn't think about this. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> I don't actually think about it until I ask either. I sometimes try to have something prepared, but I would rate Naked Gun. I always start not knowing really either, and then I see where it goes. Always a great way to tell a joke. <laughs> Is that a Michael Scott? <laughs> sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't really know where it's going. <laughs> I was reminded of Michael Scott a lot during this movie. Michael Scott is heavily influenced by Leslie Nielsen, I think. I mean, they, they joke a lot that he admires Leslie Nielsen and really likes him. So It shows. Yeah, it definitely shows. A lot of similarities. Shows. A lot of similarities. I would rate it one... Okay. One driving instructor. Mm-hmm. Plus one dope queen who learned to drive and immediately became a stunt driver because she was very good at it. And I'm going to multiply it by that one bit where Leslie Nielsen walked in front of the set because that was the funniest shit in the movie, I think. <laughs> I don't know why, but they don't acknowledge it. It's so subtle. If you look away, you won't see it. But him just walking in front of the set of the wall and the door was flawless to me. I will subtract him groping the woman's boys and looking boys oh my god <laughs> i thought you were just trying to be hip <laughs> <laughs> of him groping the woman's boobs and looking threatening as he barged into her window with a giant dildo because that made me very uncomfortable and that's my rating for naked gun <laughs> i give it one five minute long scene of oj just stumbling around a room <laughs> getting hurt by random shit around the room after getting like shot six times sure uh always a classic uh times three because i mean rule of threes right <laughs> and then uh yeah we'll just add on top of that just a quick uh just a quick fart joke <laughs> just one just one <laughs> one tasteful tasteful not over the top it was not, it was, there were so many fart farts. <laughs> this is our ASMR about fart jokes. I'd watch that <laughs> with my ears. <laughs> Did you want your recorder? Pass it over. Let's see if I can figure it out. Great. These are my favorite parts to edit. I appreciate you trimming it down to make it seem like it took really way fewer. Do. Because I don't want people sitting there for like 35 seconds listening to you fuck up the recorder. God damn, hun. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
just sing it or whistle it. What? That ruins the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep you the whole thing in this No, time. no, <laughs> don't. So people have to suffer with me. The clo- I'm gonna do one more. That might be the closest we get. Did you get that, everybody? Ship it. Does everyone know what song you know that what was? Song that was. Oh, I'm on to something good. Is the name <laughs> of that song? I'm sure you guys know though. If 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 you didn't know it, it's fine. Just put this recording up to Shazam. And I'm pretty sure Shazam will be able to recognize um, sure. the, the song for you. So that was, <laughs> you're welcome. Perfect, honey. Good job. Thank you. Oh, I didn't clap for you. Really good. Thank you. You're, you're clapping with your hands, but not with your eyes. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that's going to do it for The Naked Gun. Thank you for listening. Join us next time when we talk about the lowest rated movie in the Naked Gun franchise, which is Naked Gun 33 and a third. Yep. Or something like that. (laughs) Until next time, watch the best and save the rest for us. We're on to something good. (laughs) Bye, bye, bye.